everyone, this is Dan Miller and you're listening to Speaking of Products. On this show, I focus on what it takes to start and grow a business around technology products. These days, there are so many fantastic people creating all sorts of wonderful technology products that make our world a better place. For every one of the popular platforms you know and love, there are many more new and lesser known ones on the way. I'm on the journey myself to create a technology product business and so I've produced this podcast as a way of sharing the ideas, strategies and tactics I discover on the way. There's always something we can learn from ambitious founders and what they do to get ahead. The goals here are to highlight what has worked for the success stories and to uncover what is going on with those hidden gems. All right, welcome to the first ever topic on Speaking of Products. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much for stopping by and hitting play. There'll be three parts to the show today. First, we'll start with a brief update about my own product journey and what I'm getting started with there. Then we'll go into a deep dive about a specific topic related to the business of products. And last but not least, we'll go through a bit of a product fun fact. Okay, here's the update for this week. As I mentioned in the intro, I'm just getting started with this move into products. It is very early days for me. At this point, I have a basic idea about the product I'd like to make, but that is essentially it. I'm literally at the stage of working through the idea in my head. Since it's part of my product journey, in the past few weeks, I've mainly been getting things up and running with speaking of products. That includes the overall framework for the website, the podcast, hosting, online identity, etc. It also includes recording the podcast itself and publishing it, which, funnily enough, takes quite a while when you're doing it for the, yourself for the first time. I can't believe how much time this has taken, but I'm getting faster, so that's there's a sign of hope there. <laughs> um, at the same time, I've been getting my house in order, so to speak, you know, clearing away any recurring distractions, seeing what free time I have outside of work and family commitments. I tend to work best when I can focus for long periods. Context switching is definitely a killer of productivity, so I'm looking for ways to adjust my early morning and evening schedule to have blocks of uninterrupted time. Next week, my plan is the following. First, I'm going to finish setting up and releasing the first set of components for version one of Speaking of Products. This also includes writing down some basic notes about how everything works so I can refer back to it in the future and not completely forget what I did. Then I'd like to get started on planning out my product development path. And that's about it for the update this week. Next up, let's get into a topic on the business of products. The topic today sits in the category of product-based business 101, or what you might call foundations of product-based business. It's the kind of discussion you'd find yourself having where one person says, hey, I think I'm interested in focusing on products for my business. Do you have a moment to chat? Essentially, we're going to take a look at the building blocks of starting and running a business that is focused on offering products. This will be a real basic introduction and it's ideal for someone that is perhaps has an entrepreneurial spirit but hasn't yet made the leap into starting their business and creating their first product. Having said that, if you're someone that already has a bit of experience in business or products, then this might simply be a refresher for you. Later, in the next few topics after this basic introduction, we'll take a look at some of the reasons why you might want to focus on products and some things to consider when getting started. All right, let's get into it. What do we mean when we talk about a product-based business? Whenever I look into something, I find it's best to break it down into its parts. As a start, let's take a brief look into that word business. Now, 
I'm sure you most likely already know what that means, but here's a quick recap so we're on the same page together. When we say business, we're talking about some type of organisation that exists to provide something of value to its customers in exchange for some sort of payment. Now, that's the important part. While there technically are other forms of business, in this case, we're interested in the ones that generate an income for the people within it. We're not focusing here on charities or not-for-profits or government departments, etc. We're interested in the one most people commonly think of. In the simplest sense, there are basically two meanings of business, depending on how you look at it. You could think about the word business as either an activity or an object. In terms of an activity, i.e. doing business, we mean some form of for-profit transaction where something is offered, i.e. the thing being transacted, from a seller to a buyer, aka the customer, to provide some sort of value in exchange for a payment, i.e. usually some sort of monetary price paid. In that other meaning, you could describe business in terms of an object, i.e. a business is the entity involved in the transactions. For any given transaction in that scenario, a business could either be the seller or the buyer. So we've got the basics out of the way. Let's zoom in a little further. So the next topic we'll look at is the types of business offerings. In that previous definition, we looked at the word offering. So we we said that in business, something is offered. Offerings in this context of business are either products or services, i.e. the business offers the following products or that business offers these types of services. Products or services, they're created to deliver value to your customers, either to fulfill their needs or satisfy their wants or both. And what do we mean by product? In this context, when we say product, we're talking about something that people can buy from a business. Products can either be physical or virtual. Physical products are essentially tangible things, you know, something you can touch, for instance, a car, a pizza, a bottle of perfume, an industrial sewing machine. Virtual products are intangible. You know, they're the things that don't actually exist in the physical form, but you can still offer them as products, i.e. computer software, an education course, a hotel stay, insurance, a unit in an investment fund, things like that. Products can be used immediately by the buyer. As soon as you purchase a product, you can immediately start using it to generate value. Products can be segmented into various categories such as consumer goods, industrial, technology, financial, health, etc. All right, we're getting into it now. So where do products come from? Products can be created by the business selling them directly. Uh, For example, when you buy something direct from the original source manufacturer or producer, In most cases, you'll see the product manufacturer combining materials, energy, components, and knowledge together to create something new. In other cases, businesses produce their products as raw material to obtain directly from the environment, you know, mining, farming, fishing, etc. Products could also be obtained from another source, and the business simply on-sells them. In this case, the product is sourced from some third-party supplier or wholesaler and passed on or distributed in its original form. For example, a consumer product retailer selling clothing or furniture. Okay, so that covers the basics of products. Next up, what do we mean by service? You're probably familiar with this one. A service is an activity that is done by the seller. Sometimes services are described as being done for you or done with you or provided for you. 
in most cases, there is inherently some degree of custom or bespoke work involved in a service. Examples, you know, haircutting, gardening, architecture, interior design, fashion consultation, financial planning, mortgage broking, custom software development, management consulting, marketing, you know, things like that. So there we go. We've got products defined tick, services defined tick. The next thing we can ask now that we know this is what's the difference between a product and a service? You probably already gathered it from those descriptions above, but there's plenty of nuances to consider when answering this question. Probably way too much for right now. In a future episode, we'll go into this question in more detail. For now, let's just think of products versus services in terms of things a buyer can purchase and use immediately versus activities the seller is required to do. Yeah, so you can go to the shop, you can buy something and start using it, or you can go up to someone and buy their services off them and then they have to provide that service to you. Just a brief side note, there is a term out there lately going around called productized service. And that's that's an interesting one. There, it's a relatively new player in the world. A productized service essentially combines a service and a product together in a way that removes you know the custom or bespoke nature of the service. In other words, the service delivered to the buyer is the same every time. Uh, it's known as a generic service or a homogenous service. Again, that's a whole other topic, and it's really interesting actually. Some really novel new ideas and businesses are coming out that have productized services. With these foundations out of the way, this brings us to the main point of the topic today. What is a product-based business? Now that we've broken the term down into its parts, let's grab the main points and put them back together again. A product-based business is one that generates its income by focusing on products. It combines its time, people, energy, skills and resources to establish and operate a set of systems and processes that are concentrated on offering products to its buyers to create value. And lastly, a product-based business doesn't usually include services into the mix. So now that we know this, the next question comes along is, how do you start a product-based business? That, my friends, is the million-dollar question. And there are plenty of paths to go down when you unpack that question. So we'll definitely need a little more time to cover that one in its own topic. It is, coincidentally, exactly the question I am focusing on myself at the moment. How do I start a product-based business? That's why I started this podcast. That's what I'm really interested in. All right, let's conclude. Let's wrap it up. That's probably enough for today. Today, we have taken a brief look at the various definitions of the term product-based business. We've revisited the underpinning word business and what that means in this context. We've described products and services. And finally, we've pulled it all together to confirm that a product-based business is one that derives most of its income from selling products as opposed to services to its customers. That's it. That's the topic. Short and sweet. Pretty basic. I told you it was going to be, but there was a reason for that. I really just wanted to set the foundations for what we can go forward with together on this podcast. Okay, it's product fun fact time. In this segment, we take a product from history and look at what made it what it is today, why it was successful, how it got started, that sort of thing. We're looking at one from the vault today, and it is the Sony Walkman. Now, if you were someone who liked music back in the 80s or 90s, it's pretty much guaranteed that you had a Walkman in in your house somewhere. The Sony Walkman, it was a portable music cassette player. It was launched in 
1 July 1979, and it lasted for about 30 years. I think the last one was sold around October 2010. Can you believe it? What made it so amazing, in that time, it sold over 385 million units. That's just staggering. Let's get into the facts, eh? First one, the innovation that defined a whole new product category. Sony defined an entire new product category with the Walkman. For the first time ever, people could listen to personalised playlists of stereo music using a portable device while they were walking around town going about their daily life. It ran on AA batteries, allowing it to travel far from power outlets. Prior to that, you were stuck at home listening to whatever you had in your own environment. But if you were out and about in town, the best you could do was radio. If you had one of those portable radio players, that's as much as you got. It was a product so successful that it paved the way for today's devices. During the 1980s, the Walkman was one of the most in-demand portable electric devices. It paved the way for portable CD players, MP3 players like the iPod, and ultimately smartphones like today's iPhone and Android. The creators of the Walkman, they defied innovation stereotypes. You might have heard innovations only done by people in the early parts of their life. Well, at the time of release in 1979, the folks credited with turning the Sony Walkman from concept to reality, their names were Kozo Osone, Akio Morita, and Masaru Ibuka. They were age 45, 58, and 71 respectively, hey? So don't let people tell you you can't do things at some stage of your life. These guys kicked off a craze which took over the world. Minimal viable product had a special meaning at Sony. For the Walkman, Sony's main criteria for minimal viable product was to ensure that the initial version was rugged and didn't break. They felt that if the first model received a reputation for breaking down easily, then it had put an end to the entire project. So yeah, keep that one in mind when you're doing your own minimal viable products for yourself. You've got to make sure that it doesn't kill the project if you roll something out that everyone just says, ah, that's rubbish. The next fact is pretty cool, actually. Sony tried out several product names until one took off. Some of the names they considered for the product included Soundabout, Stowaway and Freestyle, but they eventually settled on the name after it started being referred to as the Walkman around the world in the early 1980s. So, you know, don't get too hung up on if you're building your own product or what to call it. Just put a few ideas out there and see what sticks. The Walkman was such a phenomenon that it actually updated global dictionaries. That's right. The product became so impactful that by the mid-1980s, the name Walkman jumped from being a product brand name to an officially recognised dictionary term that referred to any portable stereo music cassette player. The product had its sceptics until people tried it. The initial production run of 30,000 units was considered highly ambitious for Sony. In its first month of sale, July 1979, after only selling 3,000 units, the concerns began to materialise. Sony executives reacted fast and adopted unconventional sales techniques by heading out into the streets of Tokyo and offering people the chance to try it out in person for themselves. By the end of August, that's actually the end of the second month of sale, the product took, to- took off, completely took off, selling out all available stock. The Walkman was so influential that it's been listed as position number four in Time Magazine's top 50 most influential gadgets of all time. Hey, that's a pretty good result. So imagine being the producer of that product back in the late 1970s and thinking to yourself, I'm not sure how this is going to go. Well, the rest is history. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. To find out more about anything mentioned today, head on over to the show notes at speakingofproducts.com. If you have a question, feedback or suggestions for a topic, I'd love to hear from you. I also welcome short snippets about your own product journey, which we might go through on the show. You can get in touch via the website, speakingofproducts.com, 
or via Twitter at Speak of Products. Speaking of Products is a creation of Miller Productions. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player or wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Speaking of Products. If you enjoy the show, please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or Google Play. I'm Dan Miller and you're a fantastic product maker. All the best with whatever you're working on. And don't forget, remember to keep speaking of products. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.